Channel Attitude subscribers, we will be rolling out an upgrade to our site in the near future to improve site performance and your experience. So sometime within the next few weeks, you will receive an email requesting you to recreate your password for the upgraded site. To ensure this email doesn't go to your spam folder, please whitelist info at channelattitude.com. That's info at channelattitude.com. RSS feed URLs may change for some of you. If that happens, you can grab the new one in your dashboard when the upgrade goes live. Your feedback and suggestions have helped shape this upgrade, so keep those coming in the future. And again, the email is info at channelattitude.com to whitelist or add to your address book. Be on the lookout for that email over the next few weeks. This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. And we're back, Goldie's Closet, episode 224. The conversation didn't even get started till right when our closing time and the bell rang for that final count. So without further ado, we bring back for part two, part two of Goldie's Closet 224, our great and awesome guest, Mr. Sal Renaro. And we're back and we want to find out more um, just about Sal's career. And we talked about... Last week, you know, getting the boot at 14 and some of us weren't as lucky as you all listening. And a lot of you listening didn't have the best deck of cards served to you and dealt. And I know your story as well. So let's talk about you're out on your own. You're crashing. You're bouncing. And what starts to happen? And then you just said before you could drive, you were working CM, not CM Punk. You said Jimmy Ray. No, right. I, I worked CM Punk, but I was, I was of age. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, when when did you get the bug to start being a, a wrestler? I don't know a time I didn't want to be a wrestler. Like it's always just like I I I attribute it to one of two things: either I'm the smartest man on the planet, or I'm the dumbest man on the planet. Be, either I'm smart because I knew what I wanted to do and said screw it, that's what I'm doing with my life, or I'm the dumbest man on the planet because I saw one thing I liked and said oh, I'm done looking. <laughs> I like it. Nothing, nothing else interests me. Uh, I. Hulk, you know, I mean, I was I was a kid in the eighties, yes, in California, and I saw Hulk Hogan on TV and said, "Oh, that's He Man, but for reals." Oh, you know? okay. yeah, okay. and so like that's and like so Hogan's the guy that drew me in, but Savage is the guy that I was just like, I was enamored with. It just I mean, like, because Randy Savage is this guy that could like in the same promo, he'll laugh, he'll cry, he'll yell, he'll whisper, you know, like. He goes through such a gauntlet of emotions in a minute and a half. Dynamic. It's just like, yes. And just, he always had different gear. And he's just like, oh, oh, well, I know what cool looks like. And it's that guy. Uh, I remember very vividly in first grade, I was in Miss Bradbury's class. And she went around the class and said, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And little Timmy wanted to be a dentist. And little Michelle wanted to be a lawyer. Sure. Yeah, little Bobby wanted to be a veterinarian. You know, what do you want to be, Sal? 
you know, I want to be a pro wrestler, you know, and she kind of looked funny. And then little, little Freddie wanted to be a dinosaur. And Miss Bradbury, I'll never forget it goes, well, he's got a better shot at being a dinosaur than you do being a pro wrestler. Wow. What a bitch. Yeah. Right. Thanks Bradbury. Uh, and so that was, that, that, that's, that's one of those core memories that like, I could, I could still taste the air that day. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, oh, I'm just, this is what I'm going to do. There's, you know, as the, as the 80s became the 90s and wrestling stopped being as popular, then it became my little secret, which was even cooler to me. You know, like nobody, nobody cared about Ludwig Borga and Tatanka or you know, whatever, you know. And here I am at the magazine racks pulling in, you know, everything I could find. Because again, it's the early 90s. So it's not like I got the internet not like i've got access to all these shows yes, so i'm studying that. i'm studying all these magazines finding out about you know this this sabu character and just everything just enamored with it well in one of those magazines i saw that in san bernardino there was a wrestling show uh so i kind of you know poked around and it was it was at, it was at the local boys and girls club so mm -hmm. three blocks from where i was living so I walked, I walked over there and found out that the next show was on a Sunday. I said, okay, I'll be there. And, uh, it said bell time was seven o'clock, 7 PM that Sunday night. I was there at 11 AM waiting. Now, what were you waiting for? Were you waiting to see everybody? Were you see the just rest come in or be, try to be a part of it or what? Everything, anything I, you know, just trying to get my foot in the door any How way possible. I was 13. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was just, whatever, whatever I could see, I wanted to see. And, uh, after, after this, I did that two or three times. And finally they were like, well, do you want to help put up the ring? Aww. I can't imagine anything I would ever want to do more. So I got to help put up the ring. And what'd your mom say? Cause you're still with her at this time. Yeah. She, I was out of the house. So she was pretty excited. She was what? <laughs> She was excited. I wasn't home, <laughs> you know, go, go off, you know, uh, isn't it a different time? Like, cause when we were kids, you could just go do shit and nobody knew where you were. Yes, nobody, yes. No. And I look back and I'm like, I know my parents loved me, but like, they didn't know where I was or I was taking yes. buses downtown Minneapolis. Absolutely. I was in Los Angeles. I was going, yes. they had no but, idea as long as I could get bus fare or find a bike yep. or something. And I'm like, if I, I, and I am straight edge, like you said, and I was a good kid, but I mean, I could have just been doing, Horrible shit, and there was no way to keep track of your. You just said come home at a certain time. Or, yeah, no, wait for the streetlights. If that streetlights street on, yeah. you better get your ass home. That street you'd always hear it like. Zzz, yep, zzz, yep, yep. That's. Yeah. I'm gonna get my ass whooped, but now I don't. I don't know. I guess I would want my. I'm sure you keep tabs on your kids and constantly. And like I live out in the country now. I've got I've got seven acres here in Georgia that I don't have neighbors. Uh, and it's a fight to get my kids to go outside. Like, dude, you got, go do literally anything. <laughs> go build a tree house and then destroy it and then build it. I don't care what you do. Go outside. Give me an hour outside. Like I wake up, uh, I try to wake up every morning around five, five thirty, so I can go sit on my porch mm -hmm. and just listen to nature. Nah. Uh, you know, like, cause I, my front yard, I've got deer that just come up, come by and rabbits every once in a while a wild ox will come through <laughs> like wow that's random yeah it's just uh I, there's a farm i think behind me so whatever whatever gets loose comes and visits me uh but you know like 
I love it. So I couldn't, I just can't imagine why like my kids don't go outside, but yeah. So I would, I would just go to the boys and girls club and they let me put up the ring and then they kind of, you know, well, the ring's up. You want to get in it? Aww. Yeah. And then it was, and people at home, this is where, this is, <laughs> this is where, when I teach anybody, I'm very big on do as I say, not as I did. I wasn't trained properly at all. Uh, because again, I'm 13 years old and they were just looking for guys that could, that they could bump to try their moves bump. out on. Yeah. So that's how I learned how to bump. Easy. Is, is, yeah. They're like, Hey, Hey kid, tuck your chin, slap your arms. Got it, buddy. And like, because like, like I said, I, I studied wrestling. I just knew, you know, like there was an inert thing that was just built in my brain. So like nobody ever taught me how to collar and elbow tie up. I just seen it 800 billion times. So when it was time to do it, I knew how to do it. When it was time to reverse a hammerlock, I knew hammerlock reversals because I'd studied this stuff. So uh, there was there was a lot of learning on the job, especially like on the psych psychological aspect of pro wrestling. But when it comes to the physical part, I was never trained properly. I just kind of watched and absorbed and osmosis pro wrestling uh so yeah i had i had my first match at 15. uh they were short guys in a battle royal and said hey you want to put on a mask and be in the battle royal and i was just like i've made it I've, wow I've, dude I've, I've done it you know i was uh keep in mind i also skipped third grade uh they they just said i didn't need it so i went from second to fourth mm -hmm. so like I was already the youngest guy in my grade. You know, mm -hmm. I'm in, I'm in 10th grade, but like everybody else is older than me. And, uh, here I am, you know, living my dream at <laughs> like 15 when, you know, most of the people I knew didn't even know what their dream was. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's, you know, but that, and that's, that's how I got in is just, you know, I, I fell into the right place at the right time and, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, the guy, you know, they, they needed a body and I didn't get much of one, but I got a body. So <laughs> yeah, but you, it's not necessarily right place at right time. Like my mom used to always say my late mom that God helps those who help themselves, you know, like you, yes. and I say to people, Oh, I can't meet a girl. And I can't, it's like, yeah. Cause you don't go anywhere where there's a girl that you want to meet is going to be. If you're meeting yeah. girls and it's always at a bar and everybody's drunk and everything like i i give you a list right now you know like go to joanne fabrics when they're having a cake making class or a, a quilting class or just some cool thing that younger chicks do or just look for where younger girls or older girls or whatever age range you're looking for look for an activity that chicks like to do you know like go to some go to expo the gym. or the gym and there's so many <clears throat> there's so many places to go where Absolutely. you just have to say, okay, what am I looking for? What it, whether it's a partner or it's a coworker or a colleague or a job or what am I looking for? And where are those people? And then go show up because go find them. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> you gotta play the lottery to win. I want to yes. win the lottery. I want the lottery, but you never buy a ticket. Like, how's that gonna work? It, it's yeah. not. Tickets aren't sitting around waiting on you. Trust yeah. me, I've looked. They just <laughs> no. So you 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 get your dream at fifteen. You start you start to work, and then when comes Jimmy Rave? When does that happen? And so this this is May May actually this is May uh, May first of uh, nineteen ninety eight. 
Uh, only reason I know it, we just I just celebrated my 25th anniversary of my first match, which is stupid to think about because it was 20 minutes ago, not 25 years ago. Uh, but uh, wow, I moved, I moved to California or I moved from California to Georgia in July of '98 uh, because WCW was headquartered in Atlanta. So in all of my all of my infinite 15 year old wisdom, I said, "Well, I'm just going to move cross country." I'm going to get signed by WCW and I'm going to beat Rey Mysterio for the Cruiserweight title. That's a logical thought process for all 15 year olds. Of course. It's, it's almost like puberty at this point. That's just what 15 year old boys do. So uh, I got a buddy to uh, rent a U-Haul for me. Not that I needed a big one, but it was, you know, a couple things and uh, moved east. <laughs> uh, and as soon as I got here, uh at the time we had uh web tv which was like the internet where you had your keyboard and it connected to your tv uh and uh one of the first things i did when i got to georgia was look up local wrestling local pro wrestling georgia pro wrestling and then i started sending emails Hey, you know, obviously I, I, I lied a lot on a lot of the, oh, I've got a couple of years under my belt and I've, you know, done this, done that. But, uh, anybody that got a sniff, you know, anybody that would set a sniff, I'd be there. And, uh, James my, Mitchell, father, James Mitchell, yes, yes. same, same bullshit, same yes. story, lying about every, just lie, Absolutely. lie, lie. And look, Fake it till you make it. Till you make it, baby. Uh, and it was my, it was my second match here in Georgia is when it was a place called middle Georgia championship wrestling. And, uh, it was a little gym in Milledgeville, Georgia. And that's where I met Jimmy. And that's where I wrestled Jimmy. And, uh, uh, some will call it a beautiful friendship. Some will call it a very, very <laughs> troublesome friendship for them. Cause we were, we were reckless, but, uh, it was, <laughs> it, it was, it was one of the best relationships of my life. Uh, born that night. Wow. So here we are in Georgia. What's the first like pro thing that you remember? Well, and when was that, that moment for you? Well, so it was, I was, uh, again, it was, I, I, I came here to join WCW. I found out that NWA Wildside was a WCW developmental. So that became top of the bucket list, get booked there. So you can get booked by WCW. And that's, that was Baron's company. Uh, so at the time they were doing their TV tapings. And then on Friday nights, it was basically a, we're not going to pay you any money, but if you're here, you get to wrestle show. And I said, well, you know, that's, you got to pay your dues. Let's, Time to pay up. So every Friday, it was it's a three and a half hour trip from my house to Cornelia, Georgia, which they just shut that building down this this past week. And I mean, if you go past it, you wouldn't know what it was. I mean, how are was, you getting there? How old are you? How are you getting there? Oh, I I I, I, I turned sixteen at this point. Okay, so you're so, you're able to drive, or you got yourself a car? Yeah, I, I had a uh, what was it called? It was it was a it was a German car, and I can't even remember the name of it now. It's such, it was an old, uh, oh, what was the name of this vehicle? It a was, Bob? It, it, no, it was like the German version of a Pinto. It was, <laughs> it probably shouldn't have been on the road. Oh, what was that vehicle? Anyways. Oh, now I want to know. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, my buddy, my buddy's dad had it and just wanted to get it off his property. So sold it to me for 500 bucks. Yep. Uh, so 
took took it off the property and that that little thing oh man uh i would tear up the road to cornelia every every friday about noon uh get to the building and just so the very first time i go to this this building in cornelia i mean it's it was originally a church house in like the 1800s right like <laughs> i mean just this tiny little building from the outside looks like a total train wreck you had to walk up rickety steps to get to the back and so keep in mind i'm 16 right i walk up the steps and the very first person i run into is bob sack who's sitting down looks down at me and goes hello and i'm just like oh my god you don't stop <laughs> you're just all the humans in one uh but it was it was, it was a wild time just because i mean there all the wcw guys were there so like jindrak o'hare mike sanders chuck palumbo elix skipper Aww. all these guys that i would watch on monday night i'm hanging out with in this little decrepit building on a friday night and it's just like life is weird <laughs> it just doesn't make sense uh and so like that was kind of just like oh wow i'm I think I'm making it. <laughs> I haven't graduated high school yet, but I think I'm making it. You're good. You, uh, you think you're making it? I don't know if your phone died or yeah, Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and through Barron's, uh, I mean, I, I there was a couple of us that you, cause Jimmy was in the same boat as me where he didn't really have any parents either. And so Baron's kind of just adopted us as his, as his kids. Uh, and yeah, just, I can't say enough kind words about Bill. I mean, he, you know, he, he took me under his wing. I always joked that I was, I was the Bill Baron's B team. He had his A team players like uh, AJ Styles and Jimmy Rave. And I was just friends with all those guys. So he's like, all right, I'll use Sal too. Uh, <laughs> he's been really good to me. Bill's been great. Never yes, been a creep, no. never been a creeper. He's been, I mean, well, most people, yeah, have been no. really good. most people have been really, really good, but Bill, Bill's been, you know, I, I, there's, there's a lot of guys in the business that I saw helping, helping out a lot. And I, sometimes I wonder like what the, what the hell is in it for Bill, but what's their angle? Yeah, no, that's the thing is if Bill's got an angle, I mean, I've, I've been working, I've known Bill for 25 years now, right? 20, no, 23 years now. And either he's playing the really long game or he's just a good dude. We'll see. Really time will tell. Yeah, no. And Bill was a really good looking, I mean, he still is, but, you know, I'm not like looking at Bill like that, but like I've seen some pictures of Bill when he was like really young and I was like, yeah, like, no, high school Bill with the football. He's a good looking guy. Like, <laughs> I love Bill because he's got stories that none of them intersect, but I, I can't tell you how many times we would call Bill from the road just to see where the story would end, right? Like we, uh, we, we would, you know, we would just call with one question and fast forward like 20 minutes later. And like my favorite, one of my favorite examples is, uh, we couldn't remember, uh, we couldn't remember the lead singer of Leonard Skinner. For whatever reason, this comes up. Well, for whatever reason, this is a conversation, right? And so I'm like, oh, I know who will know this useless information. Barons. Put him on speakerphone. Hello, son. 
Hey, Bill. Uh, we're in the car headed down to Florida, and uh, we can't remember what's the lead singer of Leonard Skinner. And then blah, 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 blah. Fast forward 40 minutes. And that's how I got shin splints. <laughs> <Just like, laughs> Thank you, Bill. Good talk. That sounds, that sounds exact, exactly <laughs> accurate. Exactly accurate. Wow. So you're thinking that you're making it. You're in this rickety place with the rickety stairs. Yeah. What happens after that? Like, how do you? Well, so I, I slowly start getting TV time. They, uh, there was another, there was another guy there that, uh, he was, he was probably, uh, I think he's half a year younger than me. His name was Seth Delay, but at the time I was wrestling as Kid Ecstasy. He was he was wrestling as Kid Cool. So they put us together and we were G-rated because the G stood for good looking. Uh, you know, like neither one of us could legally vote for the president. And here we are, here we are running around fake fighting in our underwear uh, for the masses to consume. And, uh, but, you know, things would, you, we would, we were, we were getting a little more airtime and then WCW got sold. Yeah. And it's just like, oh no. Like, and it's crazy. I love talking to like kids that are breaking into the business now who, you know, like weren't alive when WCW got sold. And I was in the bit, you know, like it's just, it's, it's, you know, time is a wheel in constant motion. And I, it just, it, it just brings a smile to my face that these kids think like, oh my God, you survived the dark ages. <laughs> yes yes i actually used to just fly my dragon to shows and <laughs> we would joust for spots in the back oh, uh, my god uh did you know, you Vince know Russo back then so i i met Vince a couple times it wasn't until uh the tna stuff that i i got to really have a conversation with vince and then even after when vince left tna one of those times that he left tna and he was doing his own show called uh, house of glory uh and he uh he put me on that show and that's when i really like oh like i, I got to know vince as a human and not yeah, i was at i was at a lot of his he only did like a few of them though i thought he only did yeah like yeah yeah no uh i think this was the first one all i remember is it was a four-way ladder match and i was is, there i was there okay yeah there. so we uh we did a backstage vignette and it was me and Jimmy Rave and Air Paris. And then I cannot remember this other guy's name. God bless him. And we ran through the first take and Vince was like, he was very big on like, tell your story. So I told my story, you know, I was always told I was never big enough. I was always, you know, my, my, my parents didn't support me, you know, yep, the I was closest, there. closest to me said I wasn't big enough. You know, and I'm here to I'm here to prove him wrong. So we go through the first the first take, and everybody bombs their promo but me. Russo goes, "Don't change." Okay. So he gives the other guys pointers. We go through it again. Everybody bombs. Sal, keep it the same. We go through it a third time. Air Paris is speaking before me. So Jimmy speaks. The other guy speaks, and then Air Paris does my promo. <laughs> almost almost word for word i'm just standing there like what the hell's happening here and so i yes. so i completely changed my verbiage and russo goes 
wow, that was, that was amazing. And I was just like, well, what, what are we going to do? But, you know, the other guys were hitting their stuff. So, like, I knew this was the one they were going to keep. So I can't just repeat the guy that just spoke before me. And so he was like, oh, my God, you know, please stay in touch. And also that night we were wrestling for the Jesus's soul in the yes. form of a sword. Yes. And I, I just, <laughs> I like that. I like to bring that up every once in a while, like, you know, career highlights. Well, I fought for Jesus's soul. So I don't, I don't know what you've done in your career, but our Lord and Savior's soul fought for it. So <laughs> that's a life one. Uh, yeah, I remember being at that. I'm trying to remember where that was. Because it's it was, like... I don't know. I know the DVD got released, and it was unbeknownst to me. I found out there was a DVD release when I was at Blockbuster. Again, showing my age. I was at Blockbuster on, like, a second date with this girl. And, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't go to Blockbuster and not see what wrestling movies they had, right? Because it's ingrained in me now. And so, like, I'm like, that, lot, lot. Oh, my God, that's me. I'm blockbuster famous. That's pretty and, cool. Uh, you know, that's what I thought, right? This girl was like, well, you don't have to brag about it. I was like, false. Yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, I don't think you understand. I'm blockbuster famous. That's a huge deal. Yeah. <laughs> that is a big deal. I miss those days. I miss going yeah. to blockbuster. Yeah, no. There was so much anticipation and magic about going to the record store, and you couldn't wait. And the release now it's just like ah, it's there, it is, and it's gone. Swipe. Yes, it's it's not the same. Like I'm glad that you went through the. You have to go, and then oh, I'm so excited, and they're they're out. Or I'm so excited, and I get it home, and it's broken. Somebody. Yes, yes, yes. And these Uh, kids will never know like what that is. In the least, yeah, I know because like. My son's a huge wrestling toy nerd. I can't imagine where he got that from. Uh, but, you know, he'll come to me and like, oh, dad, this figure's coming out in November, but we can pre-order it right now. Like, why would I do, like, the patience, son? Like, I need somebody, you know, like, uh, I, I ask this question to people a lot just because it it interests me. Uh, I'll ask people, what's the last CD you bought? And when you bought it, did you know it was going to be the last CD you'd ever purchase? Right? Wow, that's like, a good question. Right? Like, just because I, I know the, because I, again, I've always been late to the party. I was still buying cassettes in like 99. Uh, and so uh, the last CD I bought, I think was like in 2014. Like, I was, I refused. I'm not going to stream. I'm not giving up these discs. Uh, and even then, I, I didn't think like this is going to be the last time I'm going to purchase a CD from like, you know, outside of like a vintage or a retro thing, but like, a brand new, it was, it was Lupe Fiasco. Uh, and I went to Best Buy and just it, with the sole intent of buying this CD. And uh, it, that's just a lost art now where you just, you know, two clicks of a button and you have all the music you can want. It's crazy. Hmm. Yeah, it is. And you're not getting paid where when you made, when you used to go buy a CD, the artist actually made a dollar to $2 yeah. off of that. And now you... For every million streams, you might make a dollar. <laughs> so it's so different. And I fought that and I, I get it, but it's the streaming isn't helping me out any as an artist. So we kind of good question though. About the last, I can't even remember the last CD that I found that I bought. Yeah. But ponder it. It's <laughs> I will ponder that. 
Where did we leave off before we got on this rant about? Oh, oh we were yeah, talking about knows? WCW and 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 the ring. Oh yes. Yeah. But and I didn't know like all these guys were Vince's guy. Like you said, you know, Jimmy when he started getting a taste of other food or other places he'd bring you with, and and then I remember just because I was new to the business and I just remember the buzzer on the locker room saying, oh, those are those are Vince's boys, those are Vince's, and I just remember like. I didn't know WCW. I was new to the whole thing. So I didn't, I didn't know how great Elix Skipper was. I didn't know yeah, how great yeah. Mike Sanders was. I didn't know about Raven. I didn't know about all these guys. And ironically, we just had a show uh, a month ago in McDonough, Georgia, and Elix showed up. And then I didn't tell Elix that I invited Eric Watts. And I didn't awesome. you No, know, it was just absolute chaos. Like two guys just like freaking out on each other. And then some more wrestlers showed up and it was like, Everybody else there that were just, you know, there to see the live show and music, they're like, what is this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, man. But like, yeah. it was so, it was so awesome. Like, he is such a, he's a great man. He's yes. a great friend. He's a, just an overall good dude, but so fucking talented. And I didn't even yes. know. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't know the how best. good these guys were. Yes, and Raven no. was really good, and Sander, all those guys in the sex locker room and all that. Yes. Like, funny guys. Yes. Like, Siaki. Sonny's oh, yes, yes. So Siaki before, uh, he's one of those guys. He was a Georgia guy. So Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Uh, those guys. Yeah, so like I knew Siaki before before TNA and then after super TNA. Super talented. Super yeah, talented. I mean, just, yeah. Uh, and it, it, it's, it's and that, that's the the crazy part about Georgia wrestling that because, because of the WCW acquisition by WWE, a lot of that's gotten lost. And I mean, they're so much stupid talent that has come from this state i know and i miss it yeah I, I miss it's, it. it's wild you know and uh, there's some know, there's some up-and-comers coming though i've done some on the pod i've had bills kicked me a few uh yeah there, there's some there's some good dudes coming out like i'm happy yes. to see it. no and it's it, 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 it and that's kind of where i am now in 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 my career too like i said 25 years i'm not i'm not the spring chicken i once was uh that doesn't matter. I take a great, I almost take more joy in helping other guys learn. Like I, there's nothing, there's, there's very few things that excite me more than when I see the light bulb come on in someone else's eyes, right? Uh, I've been fortunate enough uh, at NWA uh, to, take, to take the younger guys under my wing. Uh, and, uh, you know, just, hey guys, I'm, I, I didn't make a million dollars, but I've been doing this regularly for 25 years. That's not an accident. <laughs> like uh, people, people still reach out to me to book me every weekend. That's not a mistake, you know. So let me let me help you be that guy if that's what you want, right? Or or girl or whatever your pronoun is. I don't care. All of them. <laughs> uh, I, I but like I love I love when when someone comes at me with, well, what do you think about this? And then, you know, just to get my opinion, and when I zing it back to them and you can see a light bulb go off in their eyes, they're like, oh my God, that makes all the sense in the world. Like, yes, mm -hmm. go, go make your art. Cause that's what, the, to me, that's what, that's all we're doing, right? Is we're, yep. we're, 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 we're sharing our art with the world. Well, and... it's a lot more than art. That's a lot of physical, <laughs> oh, yes. uh, a lot it's... of physicality in that. Cause yeah. <laughs> I, I actually tore my hamstring uh, Saturday. So yeah, it's very physical, but you know, that's, that's the nature of the beast too. You know, you got to uh, give yourself, you got to give yourself credit on that. Um, so on your Instagram or one of your pages, it just said, I 
something with the NWA. I'm often with it. So you're not signed to NWA right now, but you're doing no. a lot. Okay. Do you want yeah. to be? Uh, if, if, the, if the right offers there, yes, but I love being a freelance just cause you know, this year alone, I've done stuff for WWE. I've done stuff for AEW and I've been on every NWA show. Wow, uh, dude. You know, wow. and again, like I said, you know, like I, I turned, uh, I turned 40 last September. I got 25 years in this business and I'm still doing all of that. Right. Like, so it's not, I, I, I hope other people can view that and not beat themselves up and go, Hey, I can still do it. There's still time for me to, to go chase that dream. Right. Cause like I'm in that place and in 2010, I was done mentally. I was fried. I was just, uh, my, my youngest son, Jacob was on the way. And I said, my, my, my eldest son, I think he subliminally hates pro wrestling just cause it took daddy away all the time. Like I remember his second birthday because his birthday is December 9th. So his second birthday, we had his party. Uh, we hung out that day. And then the next day I was going to Japan for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I came back for Christmas. And then I went back for another two weeks. And I think that kind of, he'll ne- he's never once said he doesn't like pro wrestling. He just has zero interest in it. Uh, when Jacob was coming, my youngest son, I said, I'm not going to make that mistake. I'm I think it's, I'm good at that time. You know, I said, I've done, I've done more than any five foot seven, 175 pound kid that was told you can't do this. I've done all of it. I, I, my fear has always been being like that bitter guy in the locker room, mm-hmm. right? Cause I love pro wrestling and I want, that's, that's so, uh, it's so, it, I can't even think of the word. It's uh, not allergic contagious it's contagious the love the love for pro wrestling is contagious and i never wanted to lose the ability to share that with somebody mm-hmm. so i didn't want to be the bitter guy so in 2010 i kind of felt like i was tearing in that direction and i said okay i'm going to be at home i'm going i'm going home i'm going to be with my son and so i would take a couple bookings here and there but nothing more than a couple hours away from the house and at three years old jacob said daddy i want to see you wrestle Okay, son. So at the time, I uh, there was a promotion 45 minutes from the house that had been bugging me about coming. And I said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Well, finally, the guy hit me up, said, hey, come do this show. And I said, well, I'm just going to throw a crazy price at him. If he says yes, then I'll do it. And I'll bring Jacob and all the, all the T's will be crossed and all the I's will be dotted. Right? So I throw him a stupid number that I should not have gotten. And he goes, okay. And I was like, God dang. So at the time I was still with my wife. So I tell her, yeah, I call her. I go, dude, I've messed up. <laughs> I took a date. And she, she goes, well, where and how much? And I tell her and she goes, okay, well, you got to get new gear. Aww. New gear. No, that's <laughs> like, we're getting bonus money here. <laughs> I don't need to spend money. And she's like, come on, just call some people you know, enough people to get taken care of. And I was like, so I called Rick Michaels. Who I was like, here movie. comes Rick Michaels. Yes, into yes, the- <laughs> yes. So I called Rick. I'm like, Hey Rick, uh, here's the deal. I just need something, you know, something easy, you know, but I really need that brother price. And he goes, how about free? And I was like, God bless you. Yes. He goes, okay, cool. 
and I'll book you on the 20th and you can wear it there too. And I was like, oh no, I blinked and I got sucked right back in. Uh, but then it kind of became a thing where like Jacob loves it and I get to use it as a tool to my children. They're like, hey, if you work hard, you make the sacrifices, good things happen. Uh, you, you know, there's, there's some nights where I'd rather just be at home than on the road. But I know, like, I'm a very blessed dude. Like, I literally, four days ago, I was in a locker room with, with I mean, just a litany of, of guys that, like, I looked up to as a kid that now, like, number one, Dr. Tom Pritchard, who, like, talks to me as an equal, right? Yeah, and, like, that's, like, that's not how this works. Like, yeah. you're, like, Billy Corgan calls me on the phone. That's not supposed to happen. That's, <laughs> that's not a real thing. Like, uh, why do you know my name, Billy Corgan? Like, that's not, life is so weird. It, no, it's not weird. You're a good guy. And you, you we're going to go right back to when you're 14 years old. And when you were before that, you, you look back at that turmoil and you look at all of that. And it's, a, it's the blessing from, uh, um, what's the word that I had a therapist when I was really young because I was doing modeling and acting when I was really, really young and just in a real adult world. And what did she call it? The, the gift from the wound is what she said. Okay. You know? And it's a really beautiful statement when you think about it, because yeah. the reason that you're as humble as you are not like, well, of course, Billy Corgan's calling me. And of course, Tom is treating me like it's because of all of that. And you said, um, on last last week's podcast, you last said, week. yeah, last week, back when we were in those same clothing, you know, you, you, you said, um, what did you say? You said something about like, that's, that's, I'm, it's okay because it made me the person that I, that I am. And yeah. people want to be in a locker room with somebody with, with some humility and who isn't just a cocksucker and an asshole. So, you know, you, you go back to all that and, and I've got a similar story to you like that. So it, it makes you, um, uh, what's the word when you compassionate, it makes you empathetic to other people and, and it gives you humility. And sometimes I think that humility gets in your own way a little bit. I think you <laughs> yes. might be bigger than you already are if you just were a little more of an asshole and I see people getting ahead. But at the end of the day, you know, for me personally, I have a, a different place that I'm worried about, not worried about, but I'm trying to score some points to get to. So yeah. at the end of the day, I want to be a good person, even if it means I don't have those millions of dollars, millions of dollars would be great, but I don't want to get those if I was an asshole to people. And I have been an asshole. I've been a fucking yeah. asshole. I've been horrible. <laughs> when I was in TNA, um, Sal, I, I didn't know how, I just told you, I didn't know who Mike Sanders was. I didn't know who Elix was. And sometimes I acted most of the time. I acted like I was better than everybody because I was in Beverly Hills and hootie hootie ha. And I had a record deal and. I was signed with all these people and blah, blah. And I, I didn't know. And the greatest thing that you could ever have is your humility and, and being like that. So that's why Billy Corrigan gives you a call is because you're not a cocksucker. It's that well, easy. Thank you. Yeah, no, you're, you're a really decent guy. It's, and it's funny. Uh, we've got a, a girl that does the backstage interviewing for us at NWA. Yeah. Uh, My May friend. Yes. Yeah, and I love May to death. She, she actually, like her first weekend in, Billy put her with me on air as you know she was my best friend or whatever and uh last time i went out to california you know i just let her know hey i'm out here and we went and you know went and had dinner and I, you know i love made to death 
but she was like, I just don't, you know, I just can't believe, like, I just never knew pro wrestling. You never what? She didn't even know that pro wrestling was a thing until, like, you know, way later in life. And I go, who cares? And she, was, she goes, what do you mean? And I go, well, like, you're on your own journey. Yeah. You didn't know what pro wrestling was because you didn't know what it was, you know? Like, it, I, I was in my 30s when I really discovered what the Beatles were. Like, I knew of them, but, like, I... Mm -hmm. The, the their their playlist i was just like oh god that's them too like this is some heavy stuff you know we're, we're all on our own journey so like who would i be to judge you for taking the path that you took right like that doesn't make any sense yeah uh you know for for whatever reasons all the stars have aligned and we're on this journey together now so let's just enjoy it how about that like who cares how you got here here we are let's yep. have fun well, just so many people that you named during this podcast are dear friends. And that's the cool part about this business. And I'm Absolutely. glad that we over the last couple of pods that we got a chance to to honor some of those people that are that are still with us and and those who are who are not in, in body, but always in spirit. And I love that you're Absolutely. still giving messages and, and talking to him. And that's now we know we got a little uh, kayfabe on what's really happening in the ring. What, yes. what can we expect? Uh, what can we expect in, in the future for you? You're enjoying being a free agent. Do you have anything really amazing coming up that you can share or promote or where are we? Well, on well I'm actually, uh, I'll go ahead and spill the beans now. Uh, so I tore my hamstring, so I'm going to take the summer off. I'm going to be summer dad. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to rest. I'm going to rehab, but, uh, on the last NWA pay-per-view, my tag team partner was kidnapped. And so uh, I decided, I mean, it was just one of those, when it happened, it I, I'm literally at ringside watching it happen and it just, you know, lightning bolt of genius. So after the show, I went to Billy and said, hey, what do you think about a YouTube series where Crazy Sal goes hunting for his partner? And Billy goes, have fun with it. I said, really? Is he going to help it all of it or are you just going to go and do it You're on your own? I, I'm just going to, I'm going to figure it out as I go. I've got, I've got concepts and that's scary because... I'm real big on just letting moments happen. So I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to try to see what I can find to get into and do it. So uh, I've got a YouTube series. Uh, by the time this airs, we'll probably, uh, the teaser, I've, I've already started working on the teaser, which will probably drop tomorrow uh, in real time. Okay. Uh, and, uh, but by the time these air, it'll probably be, you know, uh, I haven't nailed down the name. It's either going to be the search for gags or Sal, Sal, Sal's wild goose chase or so. I don't know. I, like I said, but uh, I think there's some fun stuff in store for that. And this is all going to lead to the NWA uh, 75th anniversary pay-per-view, which is the last Saturday in August. I love it. Uh, hopefully I will be, uh, I'll be back hundred percent by then. And in the ring uh, I've got, like I said before, Randy Savage is a huge inspiration of mine. Uh, that's why, like, if you watch the NWA power shows, you'll never see me in the same gear. Uh, God bless my gear maker. It's not Rick anymore, but uh, this this poor guy, I, I'll get an idea and call him at three in the morning. Just like, hey, is there a way to make a hood where it looks like it's a plastic bag where I'm trying to suffocate myself? But, like, I don't want to re really do that because, like, gross. But, like, and he's just like, dude, I'm sleeping. Like, all right, well, uh -huh. we'll talk later. Uh, but I've got, I've already smartened him up to my idea for the anniversary show 
entrance jacket and theme. Okay. And if it, uh, he's got three months. I think it's going to be one of those. I, I really think it's going to be an, oh my God moment where if you see it, you just be like, oh, well, okay, that's new. And that's what I'm going for. You know, like, like I said earlier, pro wrestling is such a great art form. Uh, let's explore all of it. You're fun. You're just, you're a fantastic guy. Um, I'm excited to see where things go even more than, than they are. I think you're just a, a true star and it's just been such a pleasure to share these last two episodes, Both two of podcasts, them. <laughs> these two podcasts with you. So everybody check out Sal at the bottom there. Um, the pro wrestling tease gimmick and, and, and support and follow and like, and as always, we thank everybody for, for watching Channel Attitude, Russo's brand. Thanks for listening. If you're watching or listening, we appreciate you. We love you. And just thank you from the bottom of our hearts. So, yeah. as always, I tell you to stay stay safe out there, but be free. Read between the lines on that one. And always stay golden. And then we clap. Yay! Yay! Thank you so much. You're amazing. What's up, everyone? It's Goldie Impact Wrestling, TLC's Cheapskates, Ted Nugent's running wild from him somewhere in the woods, and maybe you've seen our band, Goldilocks Band. We're out there, we're on tour, but now we're connecting on Cameo. So I want to tell you that I'm here to be your humble servant, and that's whatever you need said for you, for a friend, a shout-out, a golden shout-out, you name it, here and on it. Now, just reminding you, keep it classy, keep it cool, and keep it above the belt. But I want to offer you something a little bit uh, a little bit different. Just remember, if I'm not on the road and I've got access to these next beauties, we can always have... We want to make this the most amazing experience for you ever because you deserve it. Your friends deserve it. Your loved ones deserve it. And just remember... I can sing you a few lines of a song. It can be from from anywhere, like uh, it can be from somewhere over the rainbow, or it could be near, far, wherever you are. It could even be on a highway to hell. Need to be from there. Oh, and keep in mind, not all requests are the same. Maybe your motivation comes with a harder edge. Maybe you need a more jagged little pill. There's nothing that I love more than playing the heel. So if you need your message delivered with more, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Intention? Please specify. Can't wait to connect with you on Cameo. Thanks so much for being here. Stay golden.